Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul, your host, and this show is sponsored by MyCUDepot.com. That's M-Y-C-U-D-E-P-O-T.com. They are sponsoring the show. Yes, they are a partner of ours, and it does help pay for all of this free stuff that I do for you folks. So... When you're getting your continuing education, you can go to that website or you can go to our website and you can link and you can get an account, your student account, and take it online. It will be automatically submitted to your state. Uh, But the greatest thing about it is when you do that, you get free support from me. In other words, you can ask me any question on anything that you're learning when you're on the job later. In other words, you have that lifeline, and that's something you don't get from other educational companies. Uh, Me, once you do that and you're logged in the system, uh, then you get exclusive uh, areas of our website because you become a student and things like that. So anyway... Uh, not that you want it, but I'm just saying I'm here to help, and I'm not perfect. I don't, I'm not right every time, as my wife reminds me, but I have some pretty good friends in pretty high places, so if I don't know the answer, you can best assure that I have a brain trust that I can go to, right? I'm just saying. And I am might be part of somebody else that's in the industry's brain trust. Um, we all kind of work together and review our stuff and everything, so we're all friends, and we all get along and things like that. Um, so today we're going to talk about moving forward and not being set in your ways uh, and how it benefits your business. So today's episode is really about uh, your company and moving forward and, and thinking outside of the box. Uh, and the reason I came up with this episode is because I got to thinking about some of the comments to some of the thought-provoking graphics that I'll produce on purpose. And they'll say, well, this has got to be this. Your color scheme has to be black, red, blue, blah, 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 blah. And and I got to thinking about those things. And I got to thinking, do you always do what everybody else does just because you think that is the way to do it? Or do you think outside the box, be creative? The reason I'll tell you this story is that back in when I was an inspector years ago, I was the head of inspections at the city of Richmond. I was an engineer, too. And I was overseeing plan review, electrical, fire alarm, and all that, but also over the inspectors. And so routinely, and they don't do this anymore, but routinely I would go out and do spot checks of the inspectors, make sure they're doing things right, getting things right, and all that good stuff, because it just makes for a better municipality. It makes it for a better community, knowing that things are being installed right. And I care. So um, I would do that. <clears throat> and I had this lady contractor, very successful. We won't mention her name. She does enough marketing for herself. Uh, who's an electrical contractor, been in business uh, for years. Uh, she's a union shop. But the one thing about her is she didn't conform to everything that everybody else did. In other words, typically for, let's say, a 120-208 Y system would be black, red, blue. Um, and a lot of people think that it's got to be in that order, black, red, blue. Well, there's no high leg here. We're not talking about a 122-40 volt Delta high leg. We're, we're talking about just simply a 12208Y type system, let's say. There's no high leg. Uh, so there's no orange involved. And, and, and I've mentioned in another podcast that it only has to be orange for the high leg if you're using a color scheme. Otherwise, whatever the jurisdiction will allow you, you could do tagging, numbering, or whatever. It's only if you choose to colorize 
the option, then 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 it has to be orange. Uh, a lot of times that gets lost. And people think orange is the only aspect. And that is true for a high leg if it's colored. But there is still a scheme out there called the ICEA Method 4, which is all black conductors, and it actually has numbering on it. And then again, you know, the jurisdiction might allow that to be tagged or marked otherwise. Anyway, that's not the topic here. The topic was this young lady was a rapidly growing electrical contractor firm, being very successful. And I got to talking to her, and she actually would do things that are outside of the box as an electrical contractor. She would do things, maybe not the norm. Somebody else said they'd do it this way. She would do it a different way, it, obviously within code, but she was creative. And the reason she was creative, because if you're, she always felt that if you're talking about her work, you're talking about her installation, then you're talking about what... And, and if she gets an opportunity when somebody were to say, oh, that so-and-so can't do this... She would love it when a contract or a general contractor or something would say, you know, um, you know, I want to hire, take your bid, but this guy was bad mouthing you, and it happens, and he says that you do that. And she would say, well, let me educate you a little bit. And she, once she took the time, and she knew the code very well. She used to attend to all of my seminars, um, and other people as well, other seminars from other folks as well. And she would take that opportunity to educate the general contractor or the owner and say, well, here's actually what the code says. And the reason I do this is this reason, blah, blah, blah. She always got the bid, man. She Because the contractor would say, or the contractor or the um, the general or the uh, owner would say, well, that's, a, that's, that's smart, or that's creative, or that's marketing, or that's something different. She just could not conform to the norm. Now, she went through the apprenticeship program, and she probably learned that the general rules were uh, the acronyms and you know, all this kind of thing was uh, uh, black, red, blue, uh, white, and and then for the 277-480, uh, she probably learned that it was brown, orange, yellow, gray. Um, our boy, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, in... The real fact is, the color scheme like that, there's nothing in the National Electrical Code. You just are required to mark it, identify it. Uh, the skilled electrician is supposed to know how to do all this. <coughs> now, the point of this is, think outside of the box. So what she would do is she actually printed labels up that went on almost everything. She had heat shrink labels. She had sticky labels. She had labels that were designed for the environment, had her name, her logo. Uh, even back before the color identification of two systems in 2005, it came into play when you have two different voltage systems in a building and you had to identify them with a color scheme or, or something that identifies the scheme. She was doing that anyway. She was already doing those type of things. And, you know, she was, in fact, for example, she always, on a 12208, she would always use uh, pink, lavender, and teal as her colors. Yeah, I imagine she might have paid more for that color, but I think she probably bought it in volume. Um, and that's just what she would use. And people would look at that and they would go, well, that, that's a code violation. And she would love it because it gave her an opportunity to talk about it. And explain the code. She was she didn't want she had no desire to teach code. Um, I tried to get her to, to 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 you know come to some seminars and I'd let her do so little guest spots and you know, she 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 didn't care about that. She was she made good money. She was all about making money and in providing a great service and 
My point is, she thought outside of the box. She didn't always follow the status quo. She did things that were co-compliant but different. She was always looking ahead at new products, new ways to do things. She didn't always think about the cost, although that was always in the back of her mind. Uh, My message today is, look, everybody now that's bidding for jobs, it's a dime a dozen. It's either you're cheaper, but it doesn't always mean you're better. Um... But there are things that you can do to stand out once you get that job and somebody will remember you. Now, she used to always say that everybody that griped about her color schemes, for example, when they came and her labels, putting labels, I had somebody tell her one time, it says, the only good thing about putting your labels on everything is that the lawyers now know where to find you. Well, lawyers are going to sue anybody. Okay, and I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just saying, in, in a, and I've been an expert witness in quite a few of these things. Uh, they're going to sue everybody that's involved, so who cares? At least I'm up front, and if I put a label on it, the real benefit of that was when somebody went into that ceiling or went into that area later, uh, or somebody bought a home and did were, were doing some work, and they opened up the panel and they saw your business card. Not a scratched-on name or with a Sharpie, but I mean a nice label with your company logo, contact information, uh, extra pertinent information, all of those type of things. A nice little quote maybe that, that makes people go, wow, that's inspirational or, or something. It doesn't take a lot to trigger somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to call these people back and I'm going to let them do the work because I was impressed or they went that extra mile. They went outside of the box to simply run and gun type of concept of contracting. Uh, sometimes it costs you a little more. Uh, and you know what? Everybody's entitled to their own business model. You can determine whether or not you want to invest money in this and that or whether or not you want the latest tools or you want to try to skirt by. Or And I'm not here to judge either way. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying a lot of times if you think outside of the box, get creative, not stuck in your ways, not stuck in your barriers of what you're thinking, uh, then you can get creative. Uh, a lot of companies uh, really kill their growth by, my, by not being creative, forward thinkers. Uh, and so they want to copy other people or they want to stay stagnant in what they do. And they wonder why they never move forward. Uh, and that's the reason. you got to be creative. you got to be always thinking outside of the box. You, you can't be just like everybody else and expect to succeed because when everybody else starts to fail, you're going to fail too. So you have to be positive. Uh, the color scheme, for example, is just a way to think outside of the box. Uh, also, knowing your parameters. I mean, you can't think outside of the box when it comes to color schemes for granite conductors or equipment grounds. Uh, uh, but because you're kind of locked in your componentry uh, of the white or gray or, or you know, that kind of concept. So, <clears throat> or any other color other than green with three white or gray stripes. I mean, you're, you're into this mode, and that's pretty common. But sometimes there are other things that you can do and people don't think outside of the box. Like somebody might want to might use Rigid in an application where they could use an MC product or and they think, well, that's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's lessens the quality. Um, That's the other thing. A lot of times people think, well, a, a job looks crappy because it's it's. Um, it's done in MC when it could when it when it could have been done in EMT or something. An EMT looks more professional. Well, you know what? That's in the eye of the beholder. The fact of the matter: a nice uh, set of MC that looks really good and everything's sweeping right. It's easier. Uh, it saves you labor. But it, again, I didn't have to do what everybody else was doing. 
Um, so that's the kind of creative thing. The other thing I like, for example, is Uncle Wire does some creative things sometimes. Uh, for example, the, the identification of their MC cable or their AC cable where they have these smart color IDs. Uh, that is outside of the box type of thinking. Everybody else wants to color their armor uh, and do different things that cause it complicated. Well, this is not complicated. They put the labels right on top of it for you. You can remove them if you don't like them. If you can, if you got a connector that goes happens to be where one of the labels are, you simply remove the label. Um, so it's just outside of the box. It's it's thinking you know, something that's not the norm type of concept, uh, and uh, and that's the way I like to think. That's the way my company was. And just remember, your company will get stagnant unless you start to think outside the box, start get creative. And that's what we wanted to talk about. That was just being creative. Now, when it comes to the color markings, I, I guess I covered that in another, another podcast. So I don't really want to go down there again. But like I said, just think outside the box. Be creative in your company. Do things differently. Uh, pricing scheme. Maybe you're tr- maybe you're used to pricing things per square foot, um, and maybe you could try something like the um, flat rate pricing. Now, some people tried it and they hate it. Some people did it and they love it. I know plenty of service contractors. And if I ever got back into the electrical contracting business, the uh, only thing I would do would be service related stuff. I'm uh, getting too old to climb through the attics and whatnot. Um, but uh, at the end of the day. You know, I'd be creative. Uh, I like the flat rate. I helped a contractor probably five or six years ago come up with a flat rate pricing scheme that's finding very successful. Uh, It really allows people to make their decision on the spot while you're there. Um, I helped him understand what he really needed to stock his truck with versus having to make constant trips to supply houses for these quick calls. Uh, and, And in doing all that, you had to think about tailoring your work to what you're willing to take. So it meant you had to ask a lot of questions during the call, qualify people prior to going there. Yes, it's a little work, but ultimately it reaps big benefits. And that's just thinking outside of the box, different methods of doing things. Um, And so uh, that's what I like to do. So when I do graphics, sometimes I do them in a certain way to make you think outside of the box. That's my concept. And uh, they're going to be code compliant, but... They just make you think, and I like to make people think outside of the box because that's the only way you move forward if you keep thinking. If you stay in your old ways, then you know what? It gets very stagnant. Life gets very stagnant. Constantly moving forward, constantly pressing new technology, looking at new ways to do things, new options, um, all of those things. Always reevaluating your staff. Always reevaluating your stock on your truck. Always reevaluating. For example, I would look each year. I would look at my truck, my sales, and I inventoried everything. So when I do a service call, I would write down what I used on that service call because I knew what was on my truck. Now you're saying, well, that's anal. But no, I had it in a spreadsheet. It was very simple. Uh, I had an Excel spreadsheet on a laptop, on my little uh, tablet. Uh, back then it was crude, but it was actually a laptop. But when I put something in, it would subtract from my inventory, and then I'd do a printout, and I'd know what I sold, what I didn't, what I could restock the truck, uh, what was selling more, whether it's surge-protected devices or whatnot. That's just how I did my thing, because I wanted to constantly be thinking about it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the trade that I was constantly making it a profession, uh, and I was trying to be the best that I could be at it. Uh, all the way back when I was in vocational school, all the way up to today, I try to be the best that I can, always thinking outside the box, always offering something new, something concept uh, that is different than everybody else. 
And that's what you need to do for your business. Sit down, brainstorm, think of something new, include your staff in that brainstorming, and come up with things that can make you stand out. Be creative. Try it. What have you got to lose? Okay, You have nothing to lose to be creative and think outside of the box. So that's my inspirational message today on Sunday. And uh, hopefully you got something out of it. Again, be creative, my friends. Think outside of the box. Visit our website. There you go. Start thinking outside of the box. Leave all those other forums and come to ours. Come to masterthenec.com and go there. And on there, you can link to our Facebook page, our Spreaker page, which has all these podcasts. You can link to our Twitter feed, whatever you want. Subscribe to the YouTube channels. All of them can be found by searching for Master the NEC. Um, And hopefully you get something out of these. Um, uh, Again, if you need CEU credits or you're preparing for a master's exam or you're an engineer who needs continuing ed credits or you need engineering credits or, or... CEUs, visit our partner at myceudepot.com. Yes, it's a commercial advertisement because you know what? It supports these podcasts. So thanks again. God bless. Until next time, think outside of the box. (laughs) 